Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about cults. Who in society is most susceptible to becoming part of a cult? And if you're just obsessed with something, is that a cult? We're going to get into this science and mostly psychology around these sort of very pervasive popular things constantly (laughs) in human life. Life. (laughs) In human life. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to tell some stories. Yeah, so we'll leave it here, but Mitch was in a cult. (laughs) Mitch was in a cult. I can't wait to talk about it. Ooh, that's a good tease. a susceptible cult person. Uh, We'll get there when we get there. Uh, I already told you, but I'm just going to tell everyone I fell off my bike today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It wasn't so bad, actually, but in the moment, at the beginning, I was like, did I break my arm? Um, and was like, am I bleeding everywhere? I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, I was wearing full jeans and a sweater. But I did. Sl- my wheel got stuck in a track, and I like slid across the ground. Like then, I lost control, and like my it was. I've never fallen off a bike like this ever in my I'm life. So, so like. Describe the sensation because that's my worst nightmare of the streetcar. Well, track. luckily there were no cars around. I was turning at a spot where there's a streetcar track and my wheel got stuck in it. It wasn't going so fast, but then because of that, my hand started wobbling like this. Uh. And then, it, you know, it's like you go further back and forth, further back and forth each way. Like, basically. Oh, wait, is your front wheel in it or your back wheel? My front wheel hit it and made me lose control. And uh. then I started trying to overcorrect. And then it's like, then you start uh. going bigger and bigger overcorrecting. So so the wheel wasn't like stuck in it. It just maybe got, for like, like a second it was, and I was trying to get it out, and that I think I overcorrected it. Well, anyway, That's so then scary. at some point I just it twisted so much that I like flew off the bike and fell sideways and like slid across the ground. Um, I feel like it's I like, always find it amazing when I was like, okay, well, like my clothes aren't ripped, so I'm probably fine. But when I got home, I my like, my knee was bleeding, so it's like you can still get like scraped through clothes yeah. hard enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? More like a rug burn, I guess. I feel like it's kind of, you know, a staple, a claim to living in Toronto. <laughs> to getting, fall right. To getting in oh, a, a streetcar track, track. That has happened to me once before. I didn't fall, but I remember feeling so scared because there was cars around. Because you really lose control once it happens. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm I so, hate driving. I'm so scared of streetcar streetcar <laughs> tracks. I don't. I just avoid those streets like, like the plague. Yeah. But let's talk about something more positive. I just hey. have to get it out there because I feel like it spooked me and I've been coming down from that like for a few hours. Okay. So we saw Bad Bunny and we saw La Rosalia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, two amazing concerts. I, in 
personally said that Rosalia was the best show I've ever seen in my life. And I still think I think that now. Which I love to hear because I'm obsessed with everything. So everything I see, I think is the best. The amount of times I've heard you say that was the best concert I've ever seen. I know, but in my head now, I'm like, how come I, I'm like, but it was only Bad Bunny and Rosalie, but I'm like, I guess the last time I saw Bad Bunny, I said that. And I guess the time before that I saw Bad Bunny, I said that. But I feel like you've come home from other concerts or shows and just been like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. But so it's like, I really, it means something for you. It's not, it doesn't mean something for you. I think you, it's like a beautiful quality. You just enjoy things a lot and you get like really high from concerts. And so it's nice that you're so But it is annoying when someone hears me say that they can, (laughs) they can ignore me. Right. And like, it's fine to, but I've never said that about a concert. No, I know. And when you said it, I was like trying to like, let people know that it means something. The Bad Bunny concert was great and amazing too. The energy of the crowd was amazing. Like it was so exciting. There was fireworks. It was so fun. The reason I loved Rosalia was just cause like a queen, her voice was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Choreography, unbelievable. She's dancing the whole time, singing amazing. And just the staging was so creative and unique that it kind of like shocked me and blew my mind. Yeah. And I had an aisle seat, so I didn't have to have like people beside me. And that also like (laughs) made me, I get claustrophobic when I'm like surrounded by too many people. So it was like, I even had like extra breathing space to like see the stage perfectly. Yeah. The Rosalia concert was crazy. And I kind of am like, like, obviously I'm psycho. I'm like, why isn't everyone talking about it always? (laughs) Cause it's like all I've been thinking about. But it was so creative and effective. And I'm like, I guess I should read reviews. I guess obviously it has good reviews. But it's sort of like, it felt like more than a concert. It felt like a, yeah. like what did it feel like? A dance? Well, it just because it was so, okay. yeah, honestly, it felt like a mix of a show as a concert. Because yeah. they're like, they're mixing technology. They're mixing just creative, simple ways. It wasn't over the top, but it was like, oh my God, what an effective way to use a random box on the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the Bad Bunny one was in San Diego, which was also really cool. Because I think because we weren't in our home city of yeah. Toronto, I feel like even just walking there was interesting. Totally. And it was like the whole area around the Petco Park was like, truly everyone was playing Bad Bunny. It was like fun. Like it was like, there was like a vibe. Yeah. And then the concert was just like insane. People <laughs> scream. There was a girl behind us screaming the whole time. She sounded like Toad. Like truly, you know, like. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. Like if at any moment there was a down moment, I would just like think about her screaming. It was yeah. so funny. And I, it was the Beatles. Like people yeah, were, were losing their minds. like it was the Beatles, including me. I thought like I was going to pass out. And then the like bro, like cute bros before it start, they look so bored. I was like, oh, it sucks that there's like kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. these people beside us who are probably not, that, who've been dragged. <laughs> the second he comes on, they scream like children. Like it was losing their losing minds. Their minds. It like, was actually really cute to see. It like, was so cute. People who otherwise look like tough and like yeah. so stoic are suddenly like, lost control. He's right there. Yeah. He's, oh my God. I can see him. And, and like, filming oh my God, so every cute. moment <laughs> and like ignoring everyone around them. And in, uh, it, it was sort of shocking to see them go from like, in a bad mood on their phone to yeah. like screaming high pitch. never being happier. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was, it was And I just think because honestly, stadium. like we primarily see artists who have very like l- large queer or gay followings. Like I think Rosalia does have like a decent queer, queer following. True. And I'm sure Bad Bunny does too, but in the grand scheme, he's so famous. So that stadium was packed with like so many straight people that to me, you see them break a wall when he came out. Like, yeah, I, I, this sounds weird, but like as a queer person, obviously sometimes I find it easier to relate to another gay person or whatever, just cause I'm like, well, no, they're going to accept me and yeah. not like be like, hate me because I'm gay. But I um, once so. went to a young thug and machine gun Kelly concert. Yeah. I said that machine gun Kelly, it was <laughs> so embarrassing that part i love young thug that's why i was there 
And during the Young Thug concert, he said, like, we're going to need to be a bit more hype than this. And I was looking around. And I was like, this is a concert of straight men. Like, this is about this as hype is as it not can get. What, like, I'm like, you need the gays and the queers and the and women. Usually I feel like at, like I'm generalizing, but at concerts where you would say it's overly straight, like the hype version is to like mosh and fight. And that to me, I know you love mosh, but I, love I get mosh. scared. So I it's like crowd surf. the energy for me at a place that's like hyper masculine is kind of scary. Yeah. Well, I think that my point was like, that was just men pretty much at Young Thug and they would be literally mouthing every single word he was saying, <laughs> but like hands in their pockets. Right. Not and like, like very white. Like it would be like, it was so weird. It was a young thug concert who was obviously like a black artist. And then it was like guys in Patagonia, like from <laughs> Queens. Like it was so weird. And like me, I guess I was like, I'm also a white guy, like in <laughs> Patagonia. But it was like, this is so, I felt so bad for him. Like he literally was like, can someone give me something? I'm like, they're, they're mouthing all the, like they know, yeah, they, they know the song. I can't give it to you physically. Yeah. But Bad Bunny has broken that. He yes. has challenged what masculinity means. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I'm like, oh, and San Diego University is offering a course on him. I'm going to be Oh, rolling. wow. Okay. But Rosalia For the was education. <laughs> so much more like effective. Like Bad Bunny, it was a huge stadium. He had honestly enough fireworks to truly like do the Olympics. Whole, yeah. It <laughs> Olympic was, opening it was ceremony. <laughs> the Nagano Olympics opening ceremony. It was, which was a work like yeah. for me. Oh yeah. I was like, that's fun. I hate fireworks unless it's oh, bad true. That's No, true. no, but I actually was like, I don't even care about the birds right now. Like this is amazing. <laughs> oh, Go no. off. But Rosalia was so contained and beautiful. Mm. And like, I do think for the amount of people that were getting entertained so much more like, effective like i think yeah and i read about people i was obsessed with it after who were like i was at the i was in the last row i felt mm -hmm. so like i was a part of it because she had these people filming her on stage like the i guess they were all men like with like steady cams were choreographed into the routines mm -hmm. of the dancers like so walking like, around her yeah. through them but like sometimes literally blocking the audience yeah. so like you're not even meant to really be watching her you're watching the screen while she does something like so effective and also weirdly linked to the background it was crazy. And I think her voice is so interesting on her songs recorded. Like they, she has that like Rihanna quality where like, they're just incredible pop voices and she distorts her voice so much that I didn't expect her to be voice like to be that it good. was, I kept being one like, of the best voices I've ever heard in real ever life. Ever heard in the real life. I was like, I want to hear her define gravity because it was that kind of good, which was so weird. And I do now realize like, Oh, she's like a trained musician from right. when she was like 13 and it, it chose yeah oh my god it was the best i'm still writing yeah recommend if you have any way to go see those ever <laughs> like when they come near you yeah if, go see the rosalia one we were both like that's kind of sad that that is gonna stop like, you'll it's, never get it's not like a, a broadway tour, show yeah, that, that can, goes forever like yeah. phantom of the opera which is canceled or like yeah. ending <laughs> i mean but, maybe we really ran for it, like decades should be canceled but yeah like i don't know like some creepy guy that like stalks a woman okay. yeah yeah oh weird i don't know if is he a ghost or something no every know. time i've i don't know what that, means saw that musical and i was like i have no idea what's going on people and loved that movie i don't get it and i did not and when the chandelier falls it's kind of like yeah it's on it's a like, track that's slowly. the climax <laughs> yeah it's like yeah that's not that interesting <laughs> no i've never seen a professional version of it so i feel like i shouldn't i've I never have. seen a professional stage like broadway version it was boring it was boring it was well again i don't like it's i guess in opera because yeah. i'm like I don't know what's going style, on. And it's operatic style, like I'm singing. No, I'm like, I, 
I don't know what's going on. Like <laughs> operas are, you know, obviously I'm not going to know what's going on, but because it wasn't Italian, I thought maybe I would. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like <laughs> she's stuck in a chimney or something. Oh my gosh. Well, Rosalia is better than Phantom of the yeah, Opera. Okay, yeah, let's move that's on. That's our hot take. The Motomami tour. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? You go first. Okay. I have the cutest thing to tell you. Uh, you know how mice live in cages but they um, oh my god cute like people's pet mice or laboratory mice they will often have like a running wheel in them and they run a lot right yes like often mice can run for like hours at a time through the night and and actually cover miles but the, the question treadmill of the cage yes. the treadmill of the cage i think you just call it a wheel um oh. <laughs> anyway they've always wondered like scientists in particular it's like is this because they're in cages and they're trying to let out steam is it because they're laboratory mice and it's a stressful <laughs> environment so they set up the cutest experiment of all time which was set up a wheel in public set up cameras at nighttime you mean like nature in nature okay. yeah see what happens what happens Mice come and run on this wheel all night long of their own accord. They just want to work out. Yeah. It was like, wait, up to 18 minutes at a time they would run straight. Like, and then some of them would come back multiple times. They're effectively running miles on a wheel. And this is on top of the fact that they probably are running all day and foraging and like getting food. It was like, they're doing it four or five. (laughs) Like the second time they came back, they brought a towel and a water bottle. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought like, that's so cute. I always honestly thought mice run on wheels because they're bored. Yeah. Because they're stuck in a cage. Yeah. But this is like a cute way to realize like even non-domesticated mice like love to run on hamster wheels is what I feel like people call them. So (laughs) if you're good at crafts just make hamster wheels put them all over nature and you're gonna have mice running 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 yeah a great place for a hawk to snack them up and eat them <laughs> okay it makes you realize also that mice are just like super cute and i think mice are so cute but you and many no, people when we're well, around them scream i'm like no they're- i think they're objectively cute but they're unpredictable yeah and, and it's that's me. in terms of like running when you and you you don't know what a mouse is gonna do and like if it's gonna well whenever we're you. in nature and i see mice i get excited because i'm like that's a they're just like living. country yeah. gorgeous. I don't think that one has disease. We're in like it's actually what Country Mouse, City Mouse, the TV show was about. Yeah, but I just mean like when we're in you know Algonquin Park and see a mouse, I'm mm. like sweet, we see an animal. But then yeah. it's like everyone around me is like screaming and like jumping on chairs. I'm like okay, like I guess it's scary. But I do feel like I guess a mouse in your house is different. Yeah, it's and like it's like the risk of your space of sanitation or and health and yeah. safety. But I and... still find them super cute. Like when you look at their ears, it's like that's adorable. Okay, mm. anyways. Um, so <laughs> you die. <laughs> n- yeah, and I pass out. That's the end. I'm trying to think of like the best way to start. Uh. <laughs> so there is a pill for anti-aging that works in flies. Okay. So oh, whoa. Okay. It is okay. what I'm like. I'm like, you were hanging yeah, us on like, like not humans it's not or humans. not yet. Humans. Well, it's just like, obviously scientists are trying to figure out how to make anti-aging pills because cha-ching. Have yeah. you ever figured that out? And so there's this compound called rapamycin that they give to, they've been giving to like Drosophila fries for a long time because they've noticed the benefits. Drosophila fries is what I heard. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, flies. I, <laughs> I mean, that would be like yummy. Like what would be on it? Ew, flies. Okay. <laughs> and so it essentially, when you give this compound to flies over their lives, like sometimes it's detrimental. So they're kind of like, oh shit, like maybe it's not like based on the science and the chemistry, it should help Mm -hmm. and what they realize is that when the fly is adolescent if you just give them this compound rapamycin like a few times in their adolescence it helps their gut to go through through autophagy i'm always it's not uh, autophagy (laughs) but as a kid i remember the first time i read it i was like um we say in fag and science class no (laughs) 
autophagy, which is like the ability for your body to kill off the cells it needs to kill off effectively. Okay. So it helps with that in your intestines. And for whatever reason, that's led to longer lives throughout their whole life from this one dose as an adolescent. Oh, wow. And then they tried it again in mice. They did, it did the same thing. It helped their bodies know when to kill off the like dead and bad cells and the mice live longer. So they were like, whoa, okay. The chemistry that we thought would work is now only working when we give it to them as adolescents. And then I was thinking like, that's an interesting like future concept where if ever this was <laughs> possible to think that maybe the biochemistry means you give it to an adolescent and that's it. I mean, amazing, but it's also making me think like, I'm for sure going to die because I ate like pogos and pop tarts and whatever for breakfast as an adolescent. Oh yeah. Then no, <laughs> it reminds we, me I mean, of how they are yeah. like, whatever you, when you're young affects you for the rest of your yeah, life. No, I've always thought <laughs> like, whenever we do the signs of that with you, it's always like that. I'm going to be dying because <laughs> it is like that childhood time where your body's obviously growing. It's more, they're not saying that right, necessarily. But I, it just brought that up for me. Yeah. I think it's more interesting because I think humans are so obsessed with more and more and more. And people like our age are probably trying to be like, give me the pill, give me mm. the pill. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, there's a interesting future where it's like, you actually can't. Mm -hmm. And it's only in this developmental stages that are so important physiologically that these things could like work, I thought was interesting because it goes against kind of our capitalist notion of like what we want to work. Yeah. And they're probably like just the point is this. Is I like a still think eventually they can figure something out that will allow us to live forever. Even you are you do that just to <laughs> make me mad. No, I don't. You don't actually think that. Like you do it. You have this glimmer. You there's no no. Way. I just no. What I I don't think live forever. What I'm saying is oh. I don't deny that the this particular compound this measly little compound has to be imported and went adolescent, but I'm just saying, I trust the scientists to be smart enough to figure something out but that can you, help you as you wait. You don't think you're going to live forever, that there's a way people are going to live forever in the no, future, No, I just right? told you I'm going to die because okay, I ate so, pogos no, I thought that, and no, Hot Pockets. Time, we were with Neil deGrasse Tyson and, oh no, you told him that you would live forever if you could I would choose time. to, yeah. You I would? Like, well, like, I don't know. Like, would I be able to kill myself after if I got bored? No. I'm physically unable to die. That's, I think, the philosophical question. Yeah. I it's not like live for as long as you want. Have we done an episode on this? No, nope, but we can, we've I definitely can talked about living it. Living forever. Living forever. Because you, I think it is an interesting take that not that well, many do people want to live forever. Well, it's just like, why do you want to die? Because of all the, like, it because seems of the all pain of living forever. Fine, but there's lots of pain in living, period. Should you just skip life altogether? It's, it's actually the shortest part okay, of existence. Okay, I'm writing this down because clearly <laughs> it's creating a discussion. Okay, should we take a break then? Yeah. I write that down and come back to talk about cults. Another great reason to live. Just kidding. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Oh, daddy. <laughs> do we, we used to have a sound that says story time? Or? No. No, never mind. I was just like, well, I, I have a story time about cults. I was trying to make a noise because we always start with a noise. And I was like, what's praising a, a, cult a daddy? Noise? Oh, oh, or like glug, daddy, glug, like, glug, drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, do we just jump right into the fact that you were in a cult? Well, okay, let's talk about our relationship. I wasn't actually in a full cult. I okay. was just in, I'm, I'm not going to like, I don't want to go into details about this, but I just was will. like in a group of coming up in the YouTube world that like retrospectively was like, was that a cult? Okay, so I think it was a cult because I would go over and be like, hey Mitch, tap, 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 you're but in a cult. I was kind of on the outside of it. Like you I don't were, feel that were, I was were. like in a cult. No, you weren't. But okay, let me read definitions of cults okay. because I do think that, Okay. It qualifies. <laughs> a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Okay. Isn't that religion? Yeah. So that's a little, you know, well, okay. Oops. It's, it's very hard to define cults when you read academic literature. They always say that because exactly There's like, different, yeah, like they cross over <laughs> with many other things like, like religion, religion yeah. which is just something that like we all like, not maybe us personally, but like yeah. we kind of accept it's not a cult. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the studies talk about new religious, oh, frick. It's called NRMs, new religious. Oh, I have to, when we get to that study, okay. I'll read about it. But it's like new, oh, new religious movements okay. as a get called, academic cults. term for a cult because there is always this sort of spirituality thing mm. mixed in. Anyways, a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Okay. Or a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. <laughs> and I think... Okay, well, I first want to touch on it because it is kind of like, the, by that definition, then religions are just cults that are so pervasive that we can't call them cults anymore. It's That is a big part of why the abstracts in these papers are like, this is so hard to and study. I, yeah, and I have heard some, like, con not controversy, what's the word, like... Like arguing over like a lot of small religious movements do often get called out, but then they're just like, well, yeah. why, why should we like, yeah. you know, in my mind, I could imagine that there's a, some innocuous kind religions that are new out there. That yeah, they're like, we're just trying to put like, the world. It's like a cult. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if that's I think true. of our friends that go to CrossFit. I'm like, it's a call. Like they actually like <laughs> some people would call that. Like, yeah. Not just that. I'm but joking. Some people but maybe would not. use those kinds of things that where people like are obsessed with. As yeah. Cults. And it's like, maybe not a person, but it's the object and it's the box that they jump on and get a big ass. <laughs> but there is Talk about your call because it was it was so no, juicy. Just, I came up in the YouTube scene. Isn't that like so sad to say out loud? It's like yeah. actually true. But like whenever I hear yeah. musicians talking about the scene they came up in, and I'm always like, I always romanticize it. And maybe they don't. Maybe they know how cringy it is deep down. But like, no, but I literally no, yours like, was cringy. Up, <laughs> just because the internet. It was a cult, man. It was no what it what it was from the outside was a cult. You know, stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like. There was a bunch of Canadian YouTube creators who I think there were not that many in the country, let alone where we were living, that were trying to kind of like come together. It honestly was an early days, like, um, Oh, Hype, Hype House. House. Yeah. Or what was the original oh, one Oh my called? God. 
Hype House is also a cult. Yeah. So um, if those are cults, then what I was in was a cult. Yeah. But if they're not, <laughs> then I wasn't. No, I think the Hype House is a cult. I think the YouTube house that you were in was also a cult. So the the what the only By thing definition. that made ours a cult was that there was some weird reverence for like the, the leader, guy, the leader that was the most popular one, which I'm and sure there happens. was misplaced adoration towards him because. Yeah, so he we was don't need to weird. talk about like that, but I just think it is, is interesting because at the time, I think I was a little older than most of the people that were part of it, so I could kind of see it, and I remember... And I would come over and be like, Mitch, this well, is insane. what really and other people was... Too. Wait, I eventually left, and we started ASAP Science, and then I was like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, but what was said to me one time in private by this person who was you know, the leader, he took me in a room, oh and God, he, right. said, <laughs> he said... Uh, I respect you because I can't control you. Like I can. Control oh people. my god, that makes my skin crawl. Yeah, and I was like, what? And there was obviously just because I was like, I, I was older and I was confident. And I was like, I don't need this. It was exciting to like meet these people and be editing. And I was there helping make music and stuff and edit. And I was just like, you know, but but at the end of the day, it wasn't like I wasn't living for it. Yeah. I, went, oh, I wasn't living for it. I wasn't living for you, and, daddy. But it was just so disturbing to have that moment. Of no, that, like, when you told me that was when not, it was sort of like, we and, need to get and out. And they were saying it to me as though I would respect that they said yeah, it to me. Yeah, no, it was like, near psycho. Anyway. So, so I do. Our whole existence is because of a cult. Like our whole business existence. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, whatever. I'm like, being YouTuber sucks. And I'm like, no, whatever. Oh my God, we're going to get canceled. Like, YouTuber is hard. What's the new thing everyone's mad about? <laughs> oh yeah. An like influencer it. was like, it's hard. It's like, it's not hard. It's the <laughs> easiest job in the world, but it's like not that like cool. Um, uh, so, okay. A misplaced or accept, a cult is a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. I do think the hype house is a cult because isn't there like that guy. And now he's started a new one. There's like the mm. four of them. And he's like, He's like, looks like he's 48, but he's actually like 23 and whatever that guy's name is. You were in a cult and I'm not going to say it out loud in this podcast. Stop it. <laughs> so I, we can talk about it later, but, um, or we can talk about it in the podcast. So, like, I don't care. We're talking about cults. So that guy in the hype house, um, can we look up his name? Who was that guy? I could not tell you. Wasn't there, what was the Jake Paul hype house? Like there was an earlier one. Right? Like there was an early version that was the original. And then there was also like O2L or something. Like those, like the one that Shawn Mendes was in. Wow. I'm literally reading about the hype house. Don't recognize any of these names. It's so (laughs) funny how I'm trying to think of someone who's probably like the 17th person to start a hype house. (laughs) Either way, you were in a hype house Mm -hmm. of the... GTA. Yeah. And it was like the early 2000s. And I do think it, it wasn't was not the early wait, what was it? The early 2010s. It was 2012. Yeah. The, the early 2012. <laughs> and I do think it's like what made it so culty was the fact that you all like lived together and it was like you weren't getting paid. And there was like mm. sometimes like food held over you. And it was like, yes. there were weird parts about it. But now I'm we like, we were that. literally paid in accommodation. Paid in accommodation. The accommodation was bad. The food was like white bread and butter. Sometimes they'd be like, this isn't, this is a cult. Like, <laughs> we would be out. like, we're starving. I remember once like, we like, okay, I can take you guys out. We'll yeah. go get lunch. Once we went out and got lunch and the people were like, oh my God, this food tastes so good. I'm like, it's literally a buffet. Like, what have you been eating? <laughs> but, but I, my point is that I think it was such a cult. 
And now I'm like, we just accept those cults and they're hype houses. And it's like, yeah. I haven't really thought about how creepy because, those because they, are. Because those are versions that are internally cults. So it's like, I guess what cults are, but I guess is a stupid way to define it. But it's like, maybe young kids do worship the hype house or whatever, but not in that way. It's more like the dynamic of the thing I was in was a group of like 15 people. Yeah. And within that, it was cultish. But from the outside in, people weren't seeing it that way. You know, we were like posting content online and it seemed... Yeah, that's true. But, but the people around you, close to you, were like, this is a cult. And there was a lot of discussion And maybe it, yeah. people around the people who are in the hype house who are like, Might my son's also, in a cult. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like, is Hollywood a cult? Is like working for an agency and, honestly, and like that whole world. And honestly, if Bad Bunny or Rosalia started a cult, like I join <laughs> Like it's kind of like I have cultish <laughs> obsessions with pop stars. Like when it's like uh, what a, excessive misplaced admiration for a particular person. I g- go through my life. Celine Dion, Bjork, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Like at a different time, there is a person who truly. Has like taken the, the role that you'd be obsessed yeah, over. Yeah, once I told my friend Ali Cleta she's never let it down. I was like, I would kill you to meet Lady Gaga for two minutes. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> literally on oh my birthday my this year as a joke, like, I was like, I would kill you for a TikTok from Bill Bad Bunny. <laughs> but I was like, you know, at the time, like Alejandro had just come out and I was like, serious. Right. I wasn't actually going to kill no, him. We were drinking, but, but like, it was like, that was the yeah. level you were willing to joke about it. To, yeah. That they were that significant to you. And there are people like that, like even with like BTS and these new fandoms. And well, I actually want to bring up like my study then okay. because it is about celebrity in particular. So it's not about cults necessarily, but mine's about celebrity worship and its relation to cognitive abilities. Oh no. <laughs> does it mean I'm dumb? It has to. So I'm not smart. basically like the, this group of people, I think it was like a few thousand, um, were given something called the celebrity attitude scale where they had to like, you know, agree or disagree with a handful of statements. I'm going to read a couple of examples. So it was like, I often feel compelled to learn the personal habits of my favorite celebrity. Okay, Mitch, (laughs) I spent Saturday three hours reading Rosalia's Wikipedia page and then clicking every single link. I know that where she bought her house. She bought her house in a specific suburb of Barcelona with Raul Alejandro, her boyfriend, who I also okay. really like. It was crazy. I know about the producers. Okay. Yes. Okay. Next, answer, one, yes. next one we know the answer to. I am obsessed by details of my favorite celebrity's life. Now, I really wish, like, if this was another week and I hadn't just seen that mind blowing concert, I would be like, nah, I'm not so much anymore. Like, it's right. a new one. It is a new one, but I'm, you're in it. I'm in Okay, last most important one in my mind. If I were lucky enough to meet my favorite celebrity and he or she asked me to do something illegal as a favor, I would probably do 1, it. 1,000%. <laughs> oh my God. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, so you obviously are on the side of celebrity worship Like, I mean, in this obviously, study. like, I wouldn't kill someone, but if they were, like, steal me a lipstick, like, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> illegal is such a vague term. True. It like, I would a big range yeah. of things. But if they were, like, do you want to break into this store and steal a bunch of purses? I'd be like, that's so fun. Rosalia, let's go. Because then it would like, because I'm stealing purses from Louis Vuitton and they deserve it. Yeah, like, but what if it wasn't Louis Vuitton? What so if like, it was a mom and pop shop? Okay, like, no, I, I, I actually think I would be like, Rosalia, no. But like, I, I'm just saying there's a lot of illegal things I want to do, I would do right now. <laughs> like, I, there's illegal things that should be legal. Yeah, that's fair. That's different. That's different, though. Okay. Like, what if she asked you to do something that you wouldn't normally do no, without like her asking something you? like that would morally make me feel bad. I wouldn't. Okay, but like I would. But you had a moment. Thousand percent Louis Vuitton with <laughs> Rosalie, if that's an option. Okay, so they asked those questions, then they took cognitive tests, oh, no. uh, like vocabulary tests and digit symbol substitution tests, which is apparently like a standard for. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Um, the result. 
there was a tendency for those who had strong admiration for celebrities to have lower cognitive abilities. No. <laughs> However, to be fair, the association wasn't super strong, but it was statistically significant. Um, like it was not by chance because there have been other studies yeah. that have found this, but most of them well, could have been explained think by of chance. like all the brilliant physicists we've got to meet from our job. They don't give a flying fuck about what's going on in celebrity <laughs> culture. Like they don't, they don't even know what, but yeah, they also like, don't know how to speak English. So like whatever, like they also, sometimes because they speak like, science. No, I know. But speak sometimes physics. I'm like, you're so f in the weeds on this. Right. Like you're not it's even like a smart. little far like, in the other direction. If the cognitive, test was like what's the date they'd be like i don't know you yeah. know what i mean like i'm like there's hopefully some things it's they get wrong interesting some other thing that came up not from this study but it reminds me of you it says previous research has found that celebrity worship is also associated with addictive and problematic social media use fuck Drag which makes sense though, because that's where you would be finding stuff watching things about but i've them. always been obsessed like with celebrities like even before i was Gay. Like, cause it's always seems like a but gay thing. But you obviously are so smart. It's interesting because I don't no, really. No, I don't think I'm that you, smart. You are though. Like you're. I didn't. You are. Come on. I just read a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, I, I just read the New Yorker every freaking day. That's me putting in books. effort. You listen to podcasts every single day. You're that's putting in effort. I'm talking about like when I think like about naturally. sitting in a classroom. When we were in university, I work hard. You no. I worked so much harder than you. In no, divorce. I'm not saying I'm smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like me dragging me is dragging you. Um, no, in university it was like maybe I'm smarter than Edge. Um, but I you do are. think that there, but there, there were also a lot of people smarter than me in university who would study even less than I would. Do. And remember Iris? Yeah, stoned it over goddamn mime all the time. <laughs> Na like Iris, if you're listening, I'll never forget you. That was incredible. She yeah, was so smart. So smart. Yeah. Like she was truly a pothead. I don't think she cared about celebrities. Well, I guess but she just the knew. word smart is also interesting yeah, to me because fair. it is like. Is it is being smart somehow just knowing things without like in that sense? I was always in awe because I felt like you studied less than me and would often do better. Well, okay, but I think from smartness, like uh, exams, often I'm just defending my own intelligence. <laughs> like you know, sometimes people get nervous and stressed, and like yeah, there's a lot fair. of elements of intelligence that cannot be captured in an exam setting. But okay, from when we were we, I was a teacher. Intelligence that they taught us to see in kids was being able to take what you've learned and apply it in different settings. So it's like, why I don't think I'm that smart is because I'm really good at like, I'm very interested in things. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I love to learn. It's like my greatest passion, including learning where Rosalia's bot has, but like <laughs> also literally learning about like how like nature and how like plants work. And I just am obsessed with the way that the world works. So obviously biology, I did so well. You're just like basically describing it that you're smart. You're like, no, so I'm not that smart, but no, I just no, like sorry. obsessed. I put so the world. much Understand. work. I put so much work into knowing those things. And but I'm that's saying what being smart is I'm saying people like, don't just like magically know things. No, but like I learned the thing in the context of what it is and I understand it and I get it. And then the second someone's like, okay, now take that, what you've learned and apply it to this new situation. I'm like, well, I haven't learned that. So I can't. Mm. And what I've noticed as a teacher was so fascinating with my like students who I remember being so intelligent is they would, without any effort, be able to take what they've learned mm. and, like and apply it, it creatively and be like, I don't know this. And it'd be like, that's right. <laughs> and they can do it with math. They can do it with English. Like, there are just people out there who like naturally can make yeah. connections between things, which to me I've always thought was intelligence. And at one point was told that when I was a teacher. 
They're no, that's like, definitely like, a form of intelligence. If for you sure. think about like an exam, there'll be the first question, which I'll always do well on, which is just the question and the answer. There'll be the second, third, and then in science, at least the fourth question will be like, okay, you know all that, we get that. Right. Let's but throw now something let's throw different. something new in, yeah. and I would always just be like, flip my table, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and I think that truly is why I don't think I'm that smart. But I do get that like. Um, questions one, two, and three, like I'm so obsessed with learning that like things came naturally to me because I was, I was genuinely enjoying myself, like learning right. science. Like I think sometimes when you looked at me being like, he's so smart. It's cause I actually was like, well, you also did tell me once that you have like a photographic memory and you'd be like, uh, you see when you sit in exams, you would just close your eyes and you could see the page. Okay. That's I, cheating. That's, that's a part of like the fact that I like also love painting and visual art and I love visuals. Yeah. And I do remember sometimes like, a lot of biology was drawing diagrams and I could you shut could my just eyes like and like see, see the, it. Yeah. And, and, and it obviously has to do with understanding, but like it felt like cheating. I was like, can anyone else do this? <laughs> yeah, like, that is cheating. Okay. So back um, to cults. Well, okay. So the last thing I'll say, their evaluation of this association or sorry, like their theory or hypothesis was that it may be that individuals with higher levels of cognitive skills are more likely to understand the marketing strategies behind famous people and thus less vulnerable to celebrity worship yeah that's interesting but that's just like their like take like obviously that wasn't like what they found well i obviously have like addictive problematic like phone use and i am obsessed with celebrities to me it's because (laughs) your brain's going so fast you just like always need something to stimulate it because you do so many other amazing cool things that i just feel like it's but like you're not i can picture this in other people that are not like, I don't need to, like, pump you up and hype you up. Like, I know you know you're smart. But it's just, like, you are smart. <laughs> like, there's other people who probably aren't. That. But, like, celebrities have always been such a strong interest of mine. And it's so shitty and fleeting. It doesn't have to. Uh, but, like, it is. Yeah. Okay, I remember once we had an L.A., like, manager and we were, like, driving. And I don't even know. Like, she said something and I was like, yeah, like, Demi Lovato or something. Like, answer. She was like, she looked at me she's like, wow, good job. <laughs> And it was like one of those moments I'm like, yeah, in LA, I get like A plus for knowing Demi Lovato. I don't even know. It was something so where I was like, I don't want to be told good job for that. But it was sort of like, there's a part of our society where like being culturally aware of things is a benefit because yeah. you're like at a party and it's like, you can like, Relate to people, connect to people, people and, be yeah. like, oh my have God, something to talk about. The new single, and it's yeah. like you get constantly like reaffirmed connect with them. That's been what I've thought, like, obviously from a young age, I must have known something and someone had congratulated me and I've like right. my brain has meant this is good because when beautiful. you zoom out it's not good it feels like a lot of and this is just like anecdotal personal experience but so many gay guys are obsessed with pop culture yes I know um, I know but I will say You're opposites attract because I truly you don't you don't uh, care. I find it a job. Like I don't. It's not that I don't care. I and there and there definitely are like celebrities or certain artists that I do obsess over in my own way, but not like to a super crazy. No, degree. no. You you really. I'm. But because I'm just like I don't track. have the capacity. I, I find it so to interesting. To me, I feel like it's because I'm dumb because I'm actually like I can't fit anymore. I'm a little well, brain. That's why I think you're smart, even though I said earlier you weren't. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. You have a lot of ground to make up. No, here. you're really like you t- pay close attention to detail. And you're right. You like get very like flooded easily because you're thinking deeply about things. And I really don't think people who think deeply are going to give a fuck about celebrities. And I think that's part of my issue with it is like, I'm not thinking deeply when I'm thinking about them because if I did, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like go to sleep. Like there's nothing worth thinking deeply about really. Really. It's like, even like Rosalia, it's like, if you really think about it, her songs are like beautiful 
like songs about like getting eaten out amazingly and <laughs> well, she had cool lights and stuff but it's like at the end of the day that's not well see to me that's the part that's the most interesting actually like i think the art like what yeah, she no, created in her show <laughs> is but then the yeah. obsession with her like i still like love and appreciate and respect her as a, but then it's like i think it's more interesting to get obsessed with a piece of art and yes, be like so fair. curious about the meaning behind it and you're trying to extract as much out of it like that's why I love reading lyrics and like thinking about what mm -hmm. they mean and their interpretation of them and meanings and like themes and songs and I think that's something she was I a really bad example for me to bring up right now because I'm actually <laughs> like I feel like there is value yeah but um but not in her life to me like, yeah I don't care that and much. the cult of celebrity for a lot of people are people who are just like in the tabloids just because for yeah. being famous period yeah. yeah and it's just like it's just like I know it's not good okay but anyways. again it's like yeah who cares it's just like let people do what they want to do you know unless they end up in a cult which I'm going to talk about now which is the really interesting research about the people who end up falling into cults because it's totally not what you would think okay so i think that <laughs> well in some ways yeah the stereotype is that it's people who are like i mean when you think about the shows that we watch yeah, a lot like of the time easily manipulative people yeah manipulated people like, like laughing at right them. it's like you deserve this almost like you did this to yourself yeah or like yeah. the person from like smallville and nexium i'm always like oh my god that crazy like hollywood girl got in a cult like there's something juicy about being Smallville. like, what? Oh, oh, I didn't know what either of those things you just said were. Oh, Nexium's like the famous cult that is like everyone's obsessed with. Uh, There's so many podcasts okay. about it. And there are celebrities, like sort of like D-list celebrities. I would say D because I'm a scholar of celebrity <laughs> and I can rate them. But a D-list celebrity from Smallville who like Alex Mack, like I remember watching her on TV and she's part of it. Okay. So it's sort of like there's something there that's like, if you like me, like celebrities are like, right. that's interesting because it's managed. Ties into cults. Yeah. And I think for some reason people might be like, she was weak mm -hmm. or something. So there's a stereotype that people are weak or stupid or disenfranchised, but disenfranchised, but that's completely inaccurate. Hmm. So the common characteristics are that you have a higher level of education. Oh, you have a weak spiritual background. That's sort of separate. That's I'll get to that higher financial success, younger age, and you have fewer time constraints. So this is, isn't that interesting? And I'm like, it's you. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, that is me. <laughs> but it's also me. And it's also really interesting. So people who join cults, usually they think, sorry, People who join cults on average have higher educational um, upbringing. Like attainment. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's because that what education <laughs> teaches you is to take in new ideas and actually marinate and not just immediately say no to new information. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are undereducated, when they get exposed to new information, they just, they're like, that's not what I pre-existed thought. Like no, it's a no, it's a no for me. Okay. And you have to be able to do that in order to join a cult. Also a lot of cults they find involve a lot of reading and work and studying. And they've, they've seen that they, this is their prediction as uh, to why people who like will actually devote time to like, like re to doing studying. Yes, exactly. Uh. And so then the thing, a lot of this had to do with NRMs, which we were saying was like new religious movements, but like they're calling them cults. But again, you can't, what's a cult? Mm -hmm. um, and so also the fact that they were more affluent, like middle, like to higher income people, mm -hmm. the reason they think is because it's like, 
they're linking wealth with success. They think that these people who are joining cults are more successful because they're people who like strive for more fulfillment in their lives. Yeah. And therefore they become more susceptible because they're constantly looking to seek growth or spirituality growth. Right. Or like the people who are successful are the people they're who are looking for, for more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, not to interrupt, like, but I'm just like, it is kind of ironic because I can relate to this in the sense that, you know, I'm not a religious person and that does sometimes leave a bit of a hole. Well, that's that it's a, almost like you're fulfilling, but then yes. it's ironic that the definition of a cult kind of fits what a religion is in the first yes. place that it's like, so what, what is going on so there? the so the, it says also if you have a weaker <clears throat> spiritual upbringing you're more likely to join a cult and they had this like really dumb analogy <laughs> sorry maybe it was a smart analogy because i'm dumb <laughs> there's analogy about like a car like in a parking lot it's like if you're in a chevrolet this was a really funny study but whatever if you're in a chevrolet is that even the name of a company it's a car a yeah. chevy a they chevy. said chevy it's but then i said chevrolet chevy is no. the short for chevrolet I, I actually could not tell you if that's a different thing. Because they said Chevy, and now I'm like, that means Chevrolet, right? And now I'm freaking out because I'm like, is that French? Oh, by the way, if you guys didn't know we're gay. Yeah. <laughs> is is Chevrolet a French car? No way. I think it's American. I'm gonna I know, because when I picture a Chevy, I picture like, down in Ohio State where I got my corn grown, I'm going Chevrolet. to my farm and my Chevy. Is. But it's a Chevrolet. Like, it sounds like a gorgeous wine from, like, Port-au-Prince. Oh, it's part of General Motors. It's American Automotive Division of American. Yeah. yeah but they like, hate From France. Detroit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's interesting well, what's that the word they Chevrolet didn't call it, like, like, a Dorito. Or, actually, no. That's not and it is the same as Chevy. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Wow. We're learning. We're getting but so educated Isn't right Chevrolet now. such a gorgeous French term for, like, one of the most American things in my head. Yeah, I need to learn what this word means. Like, where is the etiology? Is that or etymology? Yeah, et- I never. Etiol- et- et- oh my god, words! I'm having that weird thing where you like think too much and words are starting to fall. Etymology is bugs. Okay, typing in what does Chevrolet mean? They're gonna be like it means a car. Ugh, I want to know. I think it just means that some gorgeous, classy what? American at the time thought that they should look to France oh, when naming okay. their vehicle. I'll look into this later. <laughs> I mean, if you're French and you can be like, Chevrolet means car or something, like, <laughs> then let us know. But Okay, get back to Whoa, this research. Okay, sorry. The metaphor. Side note. It's called side note for a reason because <laughs> you're going to go all over the place. <laughs> the metaphor is like if you are a avid Chevy you're in your Chevy and you're in the parking lot. And I need you to focus. You're looking stop at hand. I can't bitch. Roebuck? I don't know. Okay. Stop. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You're in your Chevy shit. I keep saying it. Chevrolet, if you will. And you are obsessed with Chevrolets. Okay. And you're walking into, such a stupid (laughs) metaphor. And you're walking into a car dealership and you love your Chevy and you park your Chevy and you're like, and, it's, and they're like, we're going to sell you on this Ford. You're going to be like, mm, I love my Chevy. But if you're walking into a f- uh, car dealership and you have no car before uh-huh. and they start pitching you on a Ford, you're like, okay, maybe we'll try a Ford. Like they're saying like, Interesting. if you have a So you're willing to enter into a new space and, oh yeah. Okay. Like if you have a pre-existing like obsession with the car. Oh my God, you know, what, car, you know what are cults? What? Android and iPhone, Apple. Both, like people obsess, they're cultish. And so when you have an Apple iPhone, you're obviously going to get the new Apple yeah. iPhone, but when you're 13 and your mom says, or dad, or anything in between, says you can get a phone, you go, well, which one? Well, in that case, and then you're more susceptible on, to, the, to like peer pressure. I did that. I was 
tried to be cool and didn't want to get the Sony Bean or an iPhone. And I went <laughs> and I went downtown to a guy, the shittiest thing ever it was an MP3 player. And I told my sister that there were good reviews. She bought it too. Both stopped working. In a week. <laughs> oh, no. We were like, where do we go to fix this? They're like, we don't even know what that is. <laughs> so I tried that once and it's like, okay, I, I was the cult of that. <laughs> But if you aren't religious, mm-hmm. you you're have more like susceptible to cults. Interesting. Because you don't have this Because your religion would ground you in something previously. And also, like, you would probably in some ways be in opposition to your religion. Exactly. And you're maybe not lurking cults. for them. You've, you know what it But that's you. assuming the cult is in the same, what do you say, like... I know. R- uh, what would you say, like, category? Yeah, so Like, this, spiritual cult, totally. right? Well, this was... That's what Versus the study if was we're on. talking about Android and Apple, that's, like, a technological yeah. cult. This study was on new religious movements. Doesn't have to be, movements. but... So okay. it's, like, that is fair. These are... We're really rooted in spirituality. The last thing is that if you are younger, you're more susceptible to cults. And it's because they bring in um, child psychology and, like, teenage psychology, and you really start to try and figure yourself out separate from your parents. Mm. And so that is like a really like mm. rife opportunity for people Perfect to be like, I am, to, yeah. I am someone different. Like this is me in a variety of reasons. I just like remember doing that, but I didn't join a cult. Yeah. So they're also like, that one seems more obvious. Right. The, yeah, the, yeah. the fact Makes that you'd be like richer and more successful, I think is so interesting. It's counterintuitive. And yeah. that you'd be more educated. It's so mm-hmm. interesting. It's counterintuitive. And I really thought. But it is interesting because I've often, I'm sure we've had this discussion before, I don't know if on the podcast, but how like in modern day there is sort of this lack of like, I don't want to subscribe to like religious philosophy or no, but gathering. I do want to go to church every Sunday. Yeah, there's something yeah. nice about having a community and both your parents are like go to a church, but I don't see them as particularly religious. I think it's like a community. It's like nice to see that. people and like see their families and see them on a weekly basis. So I want to be in a really nice cult. Yeah, like, and to be honest, that's how cults pose themselves. Like, it's hard to know what... That's why the word cult is just so weird. Because, honestly, like, when I watched Wild Wild Country, like, that Netflix series... Yeah, you want to... Well, I don't... Like, obviously, it gets, (laughs) like, like, messy and people... Like, I kind of forget what happens, to be honest. But I was, like... I don't know, it sounds good. Yeah. It's like a little bit like my like, camp love was a cult. everyone. That's what you were going to bring up. Yeah. My yeah. camp was, like, culty. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And it was, like built some of the most beautiful relationships of my life. And also I was like, it was a call. I think like being a call doesn't have to be bad if it is not harming. I guess that's easy enough to say and harder to like evaluate. But like, I can imagine like, okay, with this wild, wild country show, that's a Netflix series. If you haven't seen it, it's about like this figure this like religious Indian guru who like comes to America, has a cult in India and comes <laughs> to America and they build yeah. like on this land and almost make their own little city and they start winning in political battles and stuff because they're like, we want to change the landscape of what we live. But like their ideals on the surface were actually very nice. Yeah. It's like to love people, to live in a community where you help each other and it's not all about like capitalism, but like yeah. it's okay to be interested in monetary things. Like it, it was addressing that I think a way a lot of people felt where it's like, you don't have to be like, this pious like get rid of everything to feel yeah. spiritually connected to the world and i just watching it remember thinking like i don't know it's a nice idea yeah like, maybe yeah. it was executed in the wrong way and by people who I were think that's like, like why cults have such bad reps it's because like everyone ends up like dying on mass but like yeah. at the beginning you kind of the reason well, people love are fascinated because you're like i can see that yeah true some cults to me obviously start out as hate cults right and those are obviously bad when you're like this cult is built around like the hatred for different groups or but when a cult's more insular and it's like 
we just want to like live a beautiful life. <laughs> and then they like, all die on mass. It's like, call me up. Like, they like did well if all they did. No, but they don't always all die on mass. Yeah, no, sorry. But I'm saying but even sometimes if they, they do. do all and they're all like happy. It's like, I don't know. That's, no, that's different. That's no, it is. It can get dark for sure. I just think my favorite takeaway from the study was like, if you're more affluent, you're more likely to join a call. Mm-hmm. Well, think of really, um, like all the people who are part of Scientology. Yeah, and they also said you have to have a lot of free time. It's like rich people have free time. Because you devote it. Yeah, yeah rich like, people are well-educated yeah. and they read a lot and they're obsessed with new information. Mm. Like, it's kind of just like, woof. I like yeah. that. If, you're, if your life is otherwise occupied with just having to meet the bear, like, survive, you're probably mentally don't yeah, have you're like, time. No, to, I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah. Like, and, literal. And it's probably easier to see, like, that things are bullshit when you're yeah. like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> life is hard. Totally. And I just think of, like, the rich, like, person who's just like looking for more like it's so it's I'm looking so for more can someone tell me a cult that's not bad that yeah. i can join well i'm like it doesn't like that's the cool thing about studies is they're not telling i hope like, the word cult's not bad i just mean it in a way that's like a group absolutely can, canceled yeah, yeah no exactly i'm just worried i like are there like communities I can join? You know, I love yes. the idea. I know, I guess there are running but I, groups. <laughs> well, actually, that's a nice idea. But my knee always hurts. Um, Pottery just, class. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I need something. No, something me too. That would feel nice. We all need a cult. No, no, we all us need annoying rich a community. Need a cult. No, you but, know what though? Because no. we also work alone and at home, and like uh, obviously we have friends. And I'm just saying, like, it's so easy in this job to feel really isolated. Careful. What? You're canceled. Oh, oh my gosh. Please do not canceled. post a clip of this. No, it's not hard. I'm just saying it's isolating. So we're done. Like that's all the sign. There's not that much scientific information about cults. If you happen to think you're in a cult, reach out. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> we'll chat with you. We might be like, where is it? Can we come? <laughs> um, and then I just, my last thing was just like, what is the influencer thing? It's like some girl said being an influencer is hard. Yeah. Is being she... an influencer a cult? No. no, because I don't think it's like centralized. I mean, I think like money is a cult and fame is a cult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If yeah. you if you could call them that, because people become obsessed and spend all. And their Hollywood's life. kind of a cult because it's like people try so hard to like get into like. And there are the people Emmys. of power <laughs> that you have to appease, yeah. and oh. it's a very political insider game in a lot of cases. And we've seen them, like the guy with the corner office who's a freak. Yeah. Who literally, I can name three of them. Of freaks, and they're. Cult leaders. They're cult leaders because they're so bad at their job. Like their job is to be like sociable and sociable, and they're not. They're like scary. Um, So wait, the influencer said online that it was hard. Well, yeah, I guess it was from a video. I don't know. It was from a YouTube video or something, and she was just like, "Try being an influencer for whatever." Like it's so hard, and obviously it's like blown up, and it is like it's. I love like thinking about a lot of people are like, "It's not hard." I love thinking of all the influencers who are like, "My opportunity for clicks," and they're like, "Yeah, being an influencer is actually so easy." Yeah, I know. And it's like, but I bet like in the back of their head, they're like, "It is hard." Yeah, I mean, I think everyone deals with their own job like it's every job has challenges and every life has challenges and uh, some are probably quantifiably much harder than others but no matter what when you're in your own bubble it's all you know but we've lived like we've been doing this for long enough that we lived through a time where like it was cool for youtubers to be like lifetime oh true yeah <laughs> like they would mm-hmm. get their clicks by saying they were burnt and now out. enough people do that it's like it's, it's like it's not <laughs> it's like but i just remember always being like shut up yeah. and then also sometimes they'd be like i'm going on a hiatus and then they'd make a video like two weeks later and i'd yeah. be like wait that's not a hiatus. It's like we regularly do that and we're not taking a break. Yeah. Anyways, um, that was me trying to get my little hits in with the I'm an influencer. Yeah, the end easy. of an hour long podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Namaste. Yeah, we're gonna actually we'll we'll start a cart. What? Let's start. Let's start a cult. You and I, Mitch. I'm so. I'm not gonna be able to do that. I don't. I'm not. You can do that. I just have You're, to, you would be. A I just have to become leader. a celebrity, and then you'll finally be interested in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you would be a good. I would not. No, I don't think I'd be a leader. I think I have to be a follower. I don't have the energy to be a leader. I don't have the energy to be a leader. Honestly, leaders are insufferable. Yeah, and I just want to like sit down and like hang out. I don't chill. want the stress. You're right. Like if if someone was like, your order. job is to like Lead collect this wheat all day, I'd be like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Give me something simple. But then I would probably get bored. I'd want to collect wheat and then at night I'd have to like be on like a drum and like I'd have to sing a bit (laughs) or dance. I could be a dance. No, what? I could dance at my camp, which was a cult. I was usually thrown into quote unquote gay things to do, which I was not that good at. But the dance instructor thing, which again, I had no experience with, but they were like, you're gay. You can do it. Absolutely loved. (laughs) I would be a dance instructor at a cult in a second. But people might slowly be like, he doesn't know how to dance. And that was <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for listening as always. And we'll see y'all next week. Bob. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.